the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Sometimes you feel stuck in life. You feel stuck on this planet. Do you feel stuck in a body that's not yours? Do you feel stuck in a routine? Do you feel stuck that you're never going to get ahead? Too many of us are not living our dreams because we're living our fears. I know you're saying, please, please, please don't tell me you're going full Tony Robbins on me. Nope, not going to do it. I'm not going to start saying stupid stuff like, your dream was given to you. If someone else can't see it, that's fine. It was given to you and not them. It's your dream. Hold it. Nurse it. Cultivate it. I'm not going to be that loser who tries to coach you, who tries to motivate you. It's not over until you win. If you run with nine losers, pretty soon you'll be the tenth loser. What are you talking about? I don't believe in stupidisms. You know, like a, a truthism, a maxism. I just don't, I don't believe in, like, people are that dumb. And if they are that dumb, then we just need to let Darwin do his thing. Perfection does not exist. You can always do better and you can always grow. I just don't believe that. I believe as someone who has this show, I need to motivate you to get up and focus on getting off the planet of death. And the way I say that is, is have you ever thought about age 61 or what does that look like? Have you ever thought about retirement? Have you ever thought about ageism and maybe you get shut down at age 50, 55 when you still want to work, but you can't work? Or have you ever thought about how your career slowly changes? When I got into radio, everyone that I worked with in radio had a pretty good career. The sound guys, the producers in radio, the producers in television, they all had pretty good careers. And it was a little bit tougher for me because they, you know, they had built this career off good quality work, off good quality education. And sometimes they didn't like what I would say. I'm not allowed to say a word that is another word for poop. Behave yourself. I can say the word ship, like your ship wrecked. But if you sound too close to the word that is long poop, like you get into trouble. And people would freak out early on in radio. They're like, did you hear what Rob just said? Oh, you said there was a poop wreck. <laughs> like a poop wreck. I guess I did say something like that, but don't take it so personally. Like I'm just trying to get people to retirement. And people would lose their mind. And again, as money has left the industry, all industries, you used to be able to be a fat, you know, mid-level manager at a McDonald's. You used to be able to be a fat, mid-level manager at like a Walmart, barely show up, you know, probably embezzle money from your kid's baseball team, take your kid to practice, and pick him up from school, and make a good living. And that's, that's getting tougher. It's getting more and more of a sustained slump out there. The haves and the have-nots, as far as careers go, as far as money goes, as far as houses go, 
as far as pretty wives go, there's the haves and the have-nots. As far as houses, there's the haves and the have-nots. As far as retirement funds, there's the haves and the have-nots. And I feel like the gap in all these are becoming a little bit more dramatic. And again, only because I get out there and I see stuff. Only because I get out there and I read stuff. So on this show, I'm going to do things like, did you know that we paid over $100 billion in credit card interest in 2017? And we're going to pay even more this year. And I bet we'll pay even more the following year. And I bet we'll pay even more until there's a massive recession. And my job is to say there's always a bull market out there. There's always opportunities. There's always headlines. There's great corporations to invest in. But when the New York Times does an article on housing in Australia, my business resources aren't strong in Australia. I might know a comedian or two who talks about Australia. Nanette, Jim Jeffries, and then I'm like, Paul Hogan, I kind of know he's the shrimp on the Barbie guy, and I think there was a golfer, and and Nicole Kidman, and then like, I'm out. Hugh Jackman might be like, so I will use resources that are not my own and cultivated on my own to study Australia, and their housing market has a very similar feel to New York and San Francisco. Their whole Sydney's kind of like their San Francisco, and their whole Melbourne's kind of like their New York. It's kind of the opposite East Coast, West Coast thing going on. But I'm always studying real estate in Canada and Australia and the UK because I think real estate's part of our future. It's an industry that has a lot of tentacles tied towards it. Now, you obviously have Melbourne, one of the world's wildest, most expensive real estate markets. On the other side of the coast, you have Australia, which is Australia's other big real estate capital. And then you get to the point. Thank you. Colin Hay. A little minute work. I know you're saying, how does this guy know his name is Colin Hay? He's kind of a big deal. So mortgage debt right now puts Australian households amongst the world's biggest borrowers. So I pay attention to that. Have you not heard, like, there was a real estate correction in the United States, and the mortgages imploded to the point that big banks failed? And then we were like, well, Republicans are like, you should never have given loans to those people. And Democrats are like, you should never you should give loans to those people, but not those people. And then the banking industry are like, we should only give loans to these people, not those people. And there's a lot of finger pointing when all is said and done. So Australia is kind of important to me. If property prices go backwards, where does that leave you? Where does that leave you now that all the children have grown up? So you get a real estate brouhaha. And who doesn't love a good brouhaha? I love a good brouhaha. Sometimes there's big riffs when there's a brouhaha. Everyone wants to be right. I don't live in a world where I'm right. I just live in a world of compromise. If you ever get married, you, you move from having an opinion to just compromising the rest of your life. And if you ever have children, you move from having time in your life to never having time in your life. And just compromising the time that you have left. You're like, should I watch sports till I die? Or should I drink? So nobody's predicting the American housing market reflects exactly like it does in Australia. Australia, or like Russell Crowe, I'll beat you up. I'll beat you up, I will. I love how hot-headed Russell Crowe is. Um, 
So, but a sustained slump in one market can teach us about a sustained slump in another market. And again, it's all about learning what's a generous, generous mortgage term, what's the interest rates, what's inflation, what's the housing market, what's the um, debt to household, what's the credit to household, what is the income per household, can you service that debt? Home values in both Sydney and in Melbourne have dropped 10%. That's last year. And this year, they're, they're kind of carrying on that trend of down to 3%. So some air has been taken out and people feel less wealthy. So no, 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 no. I don't know what a kookaburra is. I don't. And I've never ridden a pouch of a baby kangaroo or a mommy kangaroo. I haven't. But I do look to Australia sometimes. I'm Rob Black talking all things investing. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I hate that Tom Selleck is on television pushing people to do reverse mortgages. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Because he's magnum. He's awesome. He's a god. He's someone we look up to. He's a TV celebrity. So the idea of my mom going, that Tom Selleck is a good-looking man. I think he's a good-looking man. I'm going to do a reverse mortgage because he's told me to do it. He's a good-looking man. Keep my mind. My mom's impaired mentally because she's had strokes. I hate it. When the Pope came to town a couple years ago in New York, Suddenly, they were selling papal pens, papal pendants on QVC. And my mom, she's mentally impaired, so she watches QVC and the Home Shopping Network. And she's like, get it now. One time only. The Pope has come to New York City. You can get your papal pendants for only forty nine ninety five. That's three payments of forty nine ninety five. And you're like, whoa. A lot of people don't have that kind of money in retirement. Some do, some don't. I bring it up because my mom really isn't all that religious, and she hasn't been in 40, 50 years, and yet she gets lonely, and she watches a little TV, and she's like, papal pendants. And like the whole royal wedding, it nauseates me, because I know what's going to be on QVC and Home Shopping Network for years to come. You can get the royal pendants of the 2018 wedding of the century. Princess Markle becoming queen for a day. I see a lot of Americans just losing their, their, their skin. And their retirement skin, so to speak. The stuff that can change their, their life to basically buy junk. So when I see Magnum, Tom Selleck, pushing reverse mortgages, it, it makes me cringe. People aren't, this industry, the financial industry is very leery of having people endorse because endorsements equal like, Hey, I've, I've listened to Rob Black for years. I've trusted him. He's told me to stay in the market when things got ugly and I stayed in the market. It worked out okay for me. So endorsements can kind of come back in funny ways. Like you got to be careful what you put your name on. Tom Selleck doesn't care, but I, do I think reverse mortgages are right for every uh, American? No. And reverse mortgages, you have to do a lot. You have to do a lot of education before you get approved. Do I think they're appropriate for some? Yeah. Mrs. Mitchell on my street, if she wants to die in that house, she has every right to die in that house. 
She probably has a million to two million dollars of equity. Why not use it? Why not tap it? It's expensive, number one. Why not sell it and move to Arizona? You could do that. That's probably a better idea for me. Cut your costs. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of, of the celebrity endorser. Even when there was um, Ben Stein who was endorsing, who was that guy, Lucia? He wasn't endorsing. Yeah, he was endorsing him. Bueller. So when Ben Stein, I grew up Bueller. hearing Bueller, 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 and then like, whoa, he's fiscally conservative and he's supporting, he's, he's helping a guy do seminars. It made me cringe. Not that I think you're dumb enough to go, that guy from Ben Stein, he's really smart. He is really smart on the economy and business. But do I want you taking advice from Joe Montana? Joe Montana? Hannah, Hannah Montana? Hannah Montana. Or Joe Montana. Joe, Mon- Joe Montagna, the Italian actor. Joe Montana, the, the, the quarterback. Do I want you to go, I'm Joe Montana, and I've won five Super Bowls. And you should invest with Cletus. Cletus is the greatest investor of all time. What I did on the football field, he does in the stock market. You need a general. Back in my day, it was me and Jerry Rice. But we also had our coach. Some guy with white hair and glasses. Walsh, I think it was his name, who also coached at Stanford. Do I want Joe Montana giving financial advice or endorsements in the Bay Area? Hell no. Because a lot of people, like, that's as far as they're going to do their homework. And they don't know, did Joe Montana make a fee for speaking? Did he get a kickback? Does he really believe in what he's saying? Or is he just reading copy? I have nothing against Joe, by the way. Nothing against Jerry Rice. Nothing against Ben Stein. I just, I think it's really, it makes me very, very cautious when I see that. So, and I want to share that with you. If you ever hear me pitching like cryptocurrencies, like this is the best cryptocurrency ever, that should make you go, wait, wait, Rob's always said it's kind of a civil war. It's not appropriate for everyone. Consult a broker advisor for taking action on any cryptocurrencies at all. And sometimes Rob does stories where one analyst will say a cryptocurrency is going to go to 25,000 and one analyst says it's going to go to zero. I don't know what to do. I don't either. That's a civil war to me. And since when you buy a cryptocurrency, you don't even get a banana. It makes me a little bit nervous. At least a lottery ticket, they give you a ticket. I guess you get a ticket, too, with that. Anyhow, you should respect my authority. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about celebrity endorsements. Sony did something kind of cool. They spent $2.3 billion for EMI, and they've become the biggest music publisher in the world. I don't know what that means yet, but they picked up 2 million songs from artists such as Kanye West, Sam Smith, and Sia. Tells me that the rise in digital streaming is also expanding songwriter royalty revenues, with Sony capturing value as a manager of the copyrights backed by direct deals that they have with companies like Spotify and Apple Music and Google Pay and SoundCloud and YouTube. EMI has about 15% of the music publishing industry. Sony is going to get bigger. That's going to give them 26% of the market share and growing. Dun, dun, dun. Are they too big to stop? I don't think so. You know, you look at a company like YouTube, and I want to give them and Google a lot of props right now. 
they've changed TV with their Google YouTube uh, t- YouTube TV service. Apple has been talking about it for since Steve Jobs died six plus years ago, and Apple's really done nothing about it. And yet Google comes out and without a lot of fanfare, and we've been waiting for a long time for Apple TV, and was going to come, was going to go, but YouTube TV is actually killing. Ki- it's, they're killing it. They're doing well. So for years, Apple said, we're going to be in there. We're going to be in there. But YouTube TV, Google's challenger to cable television, has simplified the process. It's created an inexpensive service for 30 to 40 bucks a month. That's the magic number that Apple was trying to get to in 2015. With YouTube TV, you get CNBC, CNN, AMC, FX. You get kind of what you need, and you get the sports channels as well. Uh, YouTube TV, you are killing it. Congratulations. Apple TV, not so much. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. One of the things I like to do is... Not necessarily look back in anger, but look back. Having an investment plan means you plan, you pre-think about things, but then you watch things unfold to see if they happen the way you wanted them to. And then after you give it a little bit of time, I think you look back and look for unanswered questions. Unanswered questions could probably be the title of my autobiography, if I had an autobiography. But Netflix, when they have a bad quarter, we pay a lot of attention to it. When they have a great quarter, we tend to go, well, it's Netflix. There is a phrase called, let's Netflix and chill. They have hit our mindset. They have hit our, our verbiage. So sometimes we just kind of forget that there are metrics that you look at when you invest in price to earnings, price to sales, price to, uh, to debt. Now, the company, Netflix, sometimes has an issue, in my opinion, where they don't give away enough information. If you're a public investor in the company, it basically means you're an owner. Can you imagine owning a company where you don't know your payroll or you don't know what you're going to be doing in the future? You'd be like, I don't like that feeling. So, so Netflix never gives away a lot in metrics. It's their way of keeping things close. Holy mackerel. I kind of watched um, a very R-rated Jim Jeffries comedy special the other day on Netflix. Whoa. <laughs> Let's just say there's enough sound bites there to um, reinvent radio. Didn't know who the guy was. I've kind of been locked up in the little Rob Black world for the last 10 years. Who knew there was a, such a funny man out there? Brought to me by Netflix. So the number of hours robbed watch, they don't really tell us. So when they report a quarter and their earnings or their revenue goes sideways down, we pay attention. If it's the sales, if it's the earnings, if it's the margins, if it's the international subscribers, it's domestic subscribers, if it's, did they have a good quarter with a brand new hot show? They have a bad quarter with a flop of a new show. Did they have a bad quarter with uh, a big one like House of Cards or Stranger Things coming back? A lot of questions. So you pay attention to the CEO, Chief Executive Officer. He's going to give you a lot of big picture stuff. 
the CFO, David Wells, is going to give us a little, you know, uh, defensive subscriber numbers, whether it's positive or negative. So he's kind of a character that you pay attention to during the earnings call. Whether it's this quarter, last quarter, next quarter, next year, trying to, you know, listen to conference calls is about nailing it. So you have the chief content officer at Netflix, guy named Ted Strandis, who, if you've heard celebrities talk on the red carpet, I know you're saying you watch a lot of red carpet, not much, but Teddy Sarandos gets compliments big time from the big stars. I know, I know, Harvey Weinstein used to as well, right? So, original movies, what did Netflix come up with this quarter? What are they buying? What's their strategy on Asia? What's their strategy on India? What is their churn rate? That's something they won't tell us. We hear stories about Netflix and how once you have it, you'll never give it up. In fact, they can charge you double. They really don't tell us. What's the notion of engagement for users? We've seen statistics as high as 90% of all college students have Netflix. Now, that doesn't mean much to me because it could mean, are they sharing mommy and daddy's account? Are they on their own account? Are they sharing it with their friends? Are they all illegally getting it? Who knows? So there's, there's different notions of engagement that we don't really get from Netflix. And that kind of brings in a little bit of an added risk. The company's going to come out and say, we can't tell you everything we're doing because an HBO will copy us or Hulu will copy us or Walmart. I know you're saying, no way. No No way. Way. So how much are they spending on marketing? Does that marketing cost go away? Like you could look at a company like an Apple and you can come up with every reason. I think Defendant is too expensive. I think Google phones are better. I think Tim Cook is stupid. I think China. I th- you can come up with every reason to hate them. But you can also look at R&D, research and development. They spend more on R&D than other companies making revenue. In the S&P 500, a large chunk of them. Now, could Apple ever say, okay, you know, maybe we're not the same old company we used to be. And let's start slashing some R&D. Sure. So you really try to have to, in my opinion, get as much of a big picture as you can. Um, otherwise, you say, okay, I'm going to buy Netflix because it's got verbiage. People say, let's Netflix and chill, which basically means let's sit down with a member of the opposite sex and start watching a movie and see where it, where it goes. That's all I'm saying. I'm in I'm on good behavior. So my puppy puppy passed away last week, and now I'm on good behavior. It wasn't a puppy puppy. She was a 15-year-old lady, but you get the idea. So I'm going to do a better show because of Maisie the Wonder Dog. But that's neither here nor there. So increased marketing dollars. How does a company have a good quarter or a bad quarter, and how do you judge it? For instance, if you see a kid you know, ace the SATs, and he happens to come from a lot of money and has a tutor, and his, you know, his dad was Albert Einstein and his mom was Marie Curie. You go, yeah, that's not that tough for him. He's kind of lived a privileged life with privileged uh, genetics. And you would, you would value someone who does better. Do you see what I'm saying? You kind of have to have that kind of subjective trash-talking ability. 
Why is she wearing that? Oh, my God. Is he really wearing white in, in, in December? If you can't trash talk, you can't invest. But also, in my opinion, if you can't shut down your emotions of, of, of fear and greed, you shouldn't invest. So, because, like, Netflix has it all. It's super expensive. That should make you fearful. It's got great returns. That should make you greedy. It's got a great story of, let's take on the ABCs, NBCs, CBSs, the way people watch television. Let's try to change it. In a world that was already seeing a lot of change with the likes of companies like YouTube, Netflix wasn't afraid to say, okay, let's, let's kill this physical DVD thing and let's replace it with something different. You get the idea. So I think you get the idea. Maybe you don't. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. So Netflix has a lot of unanswered questions. And that because of that, when you invest in the company, you bring on added risk. So some companies, they, they, they don't have that much, that many questions. A little bit easier to analyze. Like here's one area of Netflix I, I don't study a lot, the currency. We know that they're doing a big international expansion. We know that in the United States that I'm not going to say they're saturated, but let's say Netflix probably is pretty well known. Now, as we start saying, okay, well, we've seen great returns of invest on investors' dollars in the United States, but we're also seeing that saturated subscriber. So let's take a look at the international market and say, are they saturated? And then you go, okay, okay, now, wait, 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 how many subscribers do they have in the U.K.? And wait, wait, what currency are they using? And is a strong dollar good or is a strong dollar bad? So Netflix releases a quarter and it creates a buying opportunity. You, you really look at the metrics a lot, but not so much when it's a good quarter or when the stock responds positively. Like I could look at one of their recent quarters and say revenue rose 40%. Holy. I mean, I, if I was eating like uh, peanut butter and... Uh, peanut butter saltines. Peanut butter saltines just fell out of my mouth. Like 40% revenue growth? I know it takes a while for peanut butter saltines to fall out of your mouth because they're all sticky and uh, gummy and they're all sticking to your, 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 your... You get the idea. So the company missed its subscriber growth for the United States, adding 670,000 subscribers in the quarter and 4.47 million internationally. They were supposed to add 1.2 million subscribers in the U.S. versus 670,000. But again, their slate of product was pretty weak. So as far as new shows go, where will that go? Um, I was reading some reviews recently of Lost in Space was one of their originals. That it was a hit, but it wasn't as big of a hit as they expected. Or maybe it wasn't as big of a hit as... The cost of production led you to think it would be. So Netflix international revenue surpassed domestic revenue for the first time. There's things that you, you really almost have to draw a picture. Quick, take a pick. Click. Um, to really get, like, now the dollar is a bigger story because international revenue is a bigger story. You see where it's going? I'm going like stock talk. Talking stock. Much, much more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls there. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's seminars always coming up. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. 
Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So, so every 5, 10, 15, 20 years, I like to read some of my research that I put together 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. And there was a point in time where we talked a lot about BRICS. Do you remember that? Brazil, Russia, India, and China. That was a big story in 2000, 2001. Huge. We started talking about these expanding middle classes, Brazil, Russia, India, and China back in 2001. So when I reread my notes on that, um, it, it kind of made me scratch my head. Now, we, they've been talking about the brick, and now they're talking about fang. And no one's really talking about brick anymore, and everyone's talking about fang, right? So there's a lot of gloom on a lot of cyclical challenges, and we're looking at develop economies and growing economies. And, you know, the best investments are in growing economies. China should be, in my opinion, way higher than it is now because of how much growth they have. But they kind of cheat a little bit. They're not pure capitalism. They're not letting companies fail sometimes. And they're saying, you know, we're going to step in and do it. So when Brazil, Russia, India, and China didn't exactly work out. And, you know, India, we were like, well, India's got more colleges and a better education system and better politics. And Brazil's got, you know, uh, commodities. So you, you flash forward 10, 15 years, and you're like, whoa, now we've got fangs. Back then we had bricks, and no one's talking about them anymore. So you got to be kind of careful. Um, in the research that I wrote, automakers are fleeing from Detroit to Moscow to, and St. Petersburg. I'm like, I don't know that's necessarily true anymore. And now we're building more cars in the United States in different ways. And this was back in 2008 when I wrote that note to myself. So be careful on getting caught up, because I remember doing this radio show, pounding bricks, and not so much these days. I love a good story, stock one stories. I'm always paying attention. I don't have to have, like, sex appeal on a stock. Um, I'm doing more camp, and America's doing more. Oh, but wait, wait, before I finish that. So, okay, well, the more camping, the more camping gear as I get older, I'm, I'm spending more money on. So, like, a Yeti cooler is awesome so that you're not pouring water out of your cooler after one day because all the ice melts. And that appeals to Americans. So as I continue to put together research for you, remember how I said back in 2000 to 2008, we're talking about the growing middle class in Brazil, Russia, India, and China. And middle class tends to be consumers. They tend to smoke cigarettes and eat more protein. And there's great investments that you can find off of you know, middle class. They, they, they want to go on vacation. So there's easy pickings. Now, what's interesting is Brazil, Russia, India, and China grew their middle class. I think the United States middle class has shrunk on a lot of levels, the, the haves and the have-nots. So do yourself a favor. Write some things down. I think when you write it down, it makes it true. It kind of puts you into a category of, this is my opinion. And if you can judge yourself later, I think that's a good thing. So if you can scorecard yourself, scorecards are awful. They're awful, awful, awful. But I love scorecards, right? So I think that's kind of important. Avoid being God syndrome. <clears throat> I think God syndrome, you'll see some people out there, a lot of radio shows, a lot of guests on TV, who act like they're always right. People will call into my show knowing that gold is going to $600 an ounce. People will call in knowing that gold is going to 3000 People will start thinking that fuel cells are going to be the next red hot thing, and fuel cells really never caught on. Tesla's self-driving cars will be the next hot thing, and I, I don't know if we're ever going to have fully, you know, self-driving cars with the roads that we have in the United States. It just uh, the two kind of kind of bash heads. Financial news is something that you need to understand. 
is useless. Financial news helps people who trade gold and stock traders. So if you're an investor, CNBC should do you no good. If you're a trader that invests in gold, you want to see where the are we in the good times or are we in the bad times. So just be cautious. I remember back in 2001, right before 9/11. So 9/11 happened in September and in August. All the news stations were talking about the summer of the shark, and you believed there was enough Americans who had been bitten by sharks that summer that if you, you believe that if you even stepped on the beach, you might get bit. That's how many shark bites there were. But after 9-11 and in 2002, you know how many stories were on, on beaches and sharks? None. None. Headline news is awful. Um, it's an awful indicator of the future is what I'm trying to get at. Stories, you know, I, I, I thought about this the other day. I, I like following ho- hockey or basketball on, on news. Like, hey, what's going to happen with this team? What's going to happen to that team, Right. And I'm, I'm thinking if you're a beat writer for a hockey team, how difficult it must be to write 150 stories. And do you just go back and copy that last year's 150 with different players and different you know, uh, stories? Or do you, do, it, do you figure out how it matters? Or do you figure out how it plays? I think market timing is a bit of a scam. And you've heard people go, join my group and I'll t- tell you when to buy and sell. I'd be very cautious on that. Show me one person who's a market timer worth $10 million. Show me someone who turned 10000 into $10 million. Now, the people who sell you the newsletter that tells you they can do that, they've done well. The people who sell you the software who, who promises to give you access to the investment God's ears, they, they make money on the software, but not on the trades. So if you doubled your money every two to four months, or you take a class that starts at $99 or $400, if you really believe that, those lead to $4,000 classes. They're not one-on-offs. $10,000 doubled every four months is $5.3 trillion in 10 years. It ain't that easy. Don't look for shortcuts. Write down things you believe in. Become a better investor. Learn from your mistakes. Be patient. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.